Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another rousing rendition of what we like to call the Brethren Podcast. And when I say we, I would be remiss if I didn't welcome back uh, my two illustrious co-hosts, Dr. Ajamu Loving, CFP, PhD, KFC needs TLC and BBD <laughs> to get through. And uh, also, uh, wow. Mr. Destrian Wells, how are you gentlemen doing this evening? Doing, doing all right. Feel, feeling very well introduced, my brother. It is it is a pleasure <laughs> to be back in the house of bread once again. Um, mm. we, we we left y'all for a minute uh, and we back. And this will not be the jump off, but this will be the jumping off point of a great conversation. So in typical brethren fashion, let's uh, let's find out what we are drinking. Mr. Wells, obviously, is uh, probably on Hennessy, but let's 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 not just assume. What 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 do you have? What Mr. could Wells? it be? Well, Who could it be? It's an evening spritzer that I have here. <laughs> uh, vodka, cran with a splash of Sprite. Mm, we've got full mixed drinks this evening. Okay. Wow. Doc, Doc, what you? Twenty 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 two is bringing. I just want to say we bring. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see him on video drinking straight Hennessy. I love. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is really. Oh no! Really? Oh no! It is a spritzer. Look, Doc, oh, Doc, he got to he got to make it dog so he he don't feel like he's doing that wrong. Oh, hey man, I don't, I don't feel bad about I this at you all. Were joking. You know what? Hey, look, oh, lifestyle changes, man. You hey, know look, what? this is look. a wonderful thing because we all doing different things. Do you know what I'm drinking right now? What you drinking? Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Close. <laughs> I am drinking Tito's and Great what Value Sugar Free Cherry Kool Aid Imitation Delicious Drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's precisely what I'm drinking. I, I discovered long ago that great value had salt. <laughs> I thought you were saying they had great value. Great, 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 great value. value had great value has 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 somehow solved the sugar-free Kool-Aid conundrum. To, you remember it's there's good. a whole bunch of people don't taste yeah, man, it, when I tell you it tastes like regular Kool-Aid. I put so many people onto this. And save countless lives and feet, probably from diabetes. <laughs> well, so here's what I tell I you: I just want you, to, I just want you to know that there can be you better, delicious, you sugar-free drinks. Because <laughs> if, it, if it's too good to be true, oh, yes, I'm not saying is. this. I'm, I'm not saying this. So what it is is obviously whatever sweetener that they're using makes it taste as much like when you have Kool-Aid fixed, like cherry Kool-Aid, yeah. where you put a bunch you of sugar. You can't be using aspartame, man, because I know that stuff is nasty. No. You know what? I'm not even going to say anything. Do, do you shop at Walmart from time to time? Of course. Well, come on. Then go on here when you, get, when you go down that aisle. I, I, want, you to, I want you to try. <laughs> get any of them. The cherry, the strawberry, watermelon, grape, all of that. And it mixes very well with vodka. You know, today I'm drinking. So Tito. You, you just pour the packet in the drink? No, you well, they do have those that you can pour in a deal. Oh, you you, but you know me. I, I like it. I like to feel like it's real Kool-Aid. So I've got a gallon bottle oh, you've of, made, of you've uh, made water, and I'll that. fill that up with tap water and gotcha. then put two packets in there to get a gallon of Kool-Aid. And so now I'm mixing. The yeah, I got. I got. I got to try that with some vodka right now. I, I it's gonna be you, weird man, for me because I'm. It's delicious. I'm, now I'm gonna pour it in and expect to add sugar because that's just my no, natural. Don't, don't don't. That's just my natural process of Kool Aid. You know, if I rip that pack it open, no, I got the grab sugar. Would be, it would be way too sweet. Now there's another thing that you can do, and this is life hack in general. I've learned this one. I learned this one from the real skinny girls at Texas Tech. 
they would be like wanting to go out and drink, but they don't want to have additional calories oh, the, or uh, sugar. Tonic water. No, no, so what, what exactly? That's what it would be. Okay, yep. so so this is take the do vodka and either water or a vodka and club soda, and then they would add that same great value type drink I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. They have a liquid one that you can just squeeze into a drink, right? And so normally. That would not be a palatable drink, vodka and water. But when you squeeze grape, grape value, sugar-free Kool-Aid into <laughs> it, then what happens is now the whole drink. This is the dangerous part. The entire drink tastes like Kool-Aid. And this message That's has been dang. brought to you by Dr. Jamu Loving. This is the dangerous right. The official, the been, official this, sponsor this, of the grape value. This Kool-Aid. has been... This has been I'm, I'm drinks probably, with Doc. Look, I'm telling you, man, it's a dangerous thing. I just I, I shouldn't have even told you that. I feel like I divulged the secret that I should have <laughs> made certain that y'all could handle responsibly and certainly all the rest of the public. And you know, well, I, I ain't have drinking, absolutely I, ain't I, I, no, I, I assume no responsibility I my, for this. But. I got my whiskey as usual. I am of course I'm you slowly do. sipping on Jameson. I ain't got no I ain't got no vodka. Um, no, but this has been the this has been the extended drink session. Oh my God! Yeah, I want Doctor Loving uh, proudly, proudly uh, touting the 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 look, value of great value. I, my, my cheap self, I, man. Look, <laughs> don't get me started. Some of the products are inferior. Hey, but well, look. When I had a winner, tell y'all, Doc is a financial planner. He really lives it. <laughs> he really yeah, he was, look. You, I feel Go like shopping with me and I'm Doc, comparing unit prices and be, showing Doc you. Doc can be flashy if he wants to, but I feel like most of the time Doc is like uh like the dad off everybody hates Chris, like Julius. <laughs> I try to just do it in my head, brother. I try not to do it out loud because but, <laughs> man, you, but look, I'm, you just I spent five compare. minutes telling the joys of great value Kool-Aid now. Kool-Aid yeah, itself is already sitting there with like a quarter of a pack unless they went up. So the nah, great man, I'm trying to cut it down, brother. He I'm trying to cut the price and the sugar. Right. Doc, take, Doc, Doc is like, look, I'll show you how to take coupons and Dollar Tree if I need to. Hey, hey but start. But based on that, that you know, <laughs> this is going to be a great conversation that we have. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, we are going blind to this. These gentlemen, of course, are, as per usual, most of the time, they do not know what we're talking about tonight for real. Um, so cheers to a great conversation. Bread being dropped and crumbs being picked up by those who need them. All right. Cheers, guys. I was only supposed to sip that, so that's my bad. That's a, yeah. But anyway, gents, I text you guys earlier as usual and was like, hey, give me a little time. You both graciously agreed. And so now we shall embark on this adventure that we call the Brethren Podcast. And tonight I want to talk with you gentlemen about the power of persistence. Um, And the frame of mind that I come from is even from our perspective with, you know, with this that we do as the Brethren Podcast, we, you know, we obviously do a lot of things outside of this individually, collectively. Uh, But this is one of the things that I I think, you know, really, um, is fulfilling for all three of us, just the, you know, being able to not, not even the platform of, you know, speaking our minds, but just the open and valid conversation that we have with each other. Uh, but one of the, one of our largest obstacles is actually doing it right. Like scheduling 
um, and life. But yet and still, we have persisted to do this. Um, and Destrian said something uh, the other day on a call we were on about, you know, something great being right on the other side of that moment where you like, yeah, you know what is, you know, that's it. And this Saturday when we were on the call, there was a, we were, there was a clip where I can't remember who said it, but he was just, he was basically saying, you know, once people feel one time, they feel like that's, you know, that's it. I'm done. And I'm going to move on to something else versus, okay, I failed. Let me approach this from a different point of view. Let me try something different. Um, you know, things of that nature. So that's the frame of mind that I'm coming from when I'm talking about the power of persistence. And I don't want to get it misconstrued. So I'm going to throw this in there early in terms of persistence, because we thinking of this hard grind, this hustle, head down, focus, just, mm -hmm. you know, pounding the pavement, any of the other cliches you could think of that just is like train moving forward. You can't stop it. But being persistent and being consistent with breaks and, you know, being um, deliberate yeah. about both of those things, like deliberately knowing, hey, I am persistent and I'm going to get this goal accomplished. But at the same time, I recognize that I will need to take breaks within this journey. Otherwise, you know, demise may come sooner or it may come from jump. So I just, you know, starting that off, I want to get you all's opinions on the power of persistence and the frame of mind that you 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 came you come from in terms of you know me just you know telling y'all earlier power persistence what came to your mind whether it aligned or not um so i'll throw it to you doc because you look like you itching so go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no I, I you know i think persistence is um it, it's one of those traits that's extremely important right it's um i think everybody has good ideas like people get hit with those all of the time right sometimes having so many good ideas can be your biggest problem because that's you know you just get a bunch of them right but most of the time any good idea anything that's really valuable that's worth your time is probably going to have a, a, a decent amount of work associated with it but it's also probably going to have you know some time that you're going to have to commit over time you know what I mean? And so um, and typically things, to your point earlier, not going to be on just a steady trajectory in terms of, oh, OK, well, I'm going to work. You know, I'm trying to start a business, so I'm going to work nine to five, you know, just work this business though during those hours. That'll be it. Nothing's going. That's not how life goes. Right. You have to you have to be flexible. You have to be mobile. You have to understand that things are going to happen that that change your patterns, but that doesn't have to change your long-term goal and your trajectory and what it is that you're trying to accomplish, right? So being persistent is not necessarily the same thing as being relentless, right? <laughs> Unrelenting is difficult to maintain, right? Even the fastest runners, you know, they, what is it, uh, 26, 26.2 miles or whatever is a marathon, something like that, right? They run that. They're not, you know, some of them do ultra marathons where they're running, you know, 100 miles. But eventually there is an end to how much that you can run in one setting before you have to stop. 
you have to rest. Now, when that person stops and rests, they don't, you know, it's not as though they're no longer a runner, right? They're still a, they're still a marathoner. They're still a ultra distance runner. They're still whatever they were, right? They are still engaged in that, but being engaged in rest is also an important part of the overall process of actually being engaged in the thing. It's acknowledging your own humanity. And that's important. You got to acknowledge your your humanity in whatever it is that you're doing or else you're not going to be able to maintain it. It's not going to work out for you. You're not going to be able to keep doing it. It's unrealistic. It's just not how the world works. It's not how life works. And it's certainly not how things work in terms of physicality. You're going to have to take breaks. And so if you are intentional to your word about that before, intentional and you're mindful about what it is that you want to accomplish, and you're thinking about that thing in a long term sort of, hey, let's plan towards it, plan breaks in there too. Right. And sometimes you'll end up having to take a break sooner than you thought. We don't, you know, sometimes you just start to feel like now's the time for my personal day or whatever it is that I'm trying to do. But see, the more that you have actively engaged, you've planned, you've put yourself in a position where this is a part of what you do, then a break is not a tragedy. It's not a deviation. It's just simply part of the plan. Does that make sense? Of course it does. So DJ, real quick, because you know I got to come to you with the with the with with the spin. Um because Doc made a point of, you know, persistence does not equate to relentlessness. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people, you know, have in their mind is just this unwavering focus to where we get burnt out, overwhelmed, overcome, and you know. And it kind of becomes, you know, it's 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 second nature for 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 a lot of people where, you know, the grind, the hustle, all of these hard words that we use to describe something that we're doing to gain freedom, you know, right? You know, financial, spiritual, living freedom, but we're, you know, it's taking so much hardship, hardness, struggle. All of this grinding hustle are, you know, very, very ab- abrasive words, mm-hmm. you know, to describe something that is like, OK, well, you and, you know, we got the mentality. Like, oh, you got to go through the struggle. Um, but in terms of this persistence and putting, you know, plan breaks, how do we how do we plan these breaks before we hit that point where, like, we've seen it happen to friends and we've seen it happen to celebrities where it's like they get to the point where the doctor has to tell them sit down because all of a sudden you started having seizures or all of a sudden you just pass out yep. on an, or, you know and <clears throat> like so you know listen man look go ahead. I, I, follow, I follow you I mean I I feel like personally I've had to do that over the past month or so myself where I can just feel feel shit coming on and I'm like you know what nah like even as it relates to like you guys was, was were fucking with me earlier, like I took took my foot off the gas on dark looking for a little bit <clears throat> because I felt myself becoming more sluggish and the recovery wasn't as as quick. And then just kind of taking the foot off the pedal a little bit in general so that I can recover or whatever. But I think I think persistence for me, I have a formula. And I'm not saying that everybody else has to have one, but here's mine. Mm-hmm. I believe that you have to prepare. You perform and then you pray and you play. 
So for me, I put those things in buckets. My preparation is going to, my preparation is going to determine probably 90% of if I'm successful at something or not, right? And so I'm I'm spending more time preparing than I am performing. I'm probably performing 10% of the time. So I want my preparation to be immaculate. So I spend my time preparing. Then when I'm ready to perform, you know, I can present the best product possible. Then I have the part where I pray. And for people that don't pray, if you meditate, whatever you do, that's your time to go within yourself and block out the noise. And so that's when you think about the things that you're talking about, like, hey, how do I not allow some failures or some setbacks to come in and interrupt my peace? You got to take that moment to at a minimum do that. That's also the time where you get your vision together. Like when you're in that quiet place, that vision is going to inform the way you prepare. It's going to inform the way you perform. And then ultimately, you know, you've put your best foot forward. You need to schedule that. I'm going to go hard for three months. Here's my, here's my preparation. Here's my performance. Um, I'm, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to meditate on it make sure I can see the vision clearly. Now I'm going to take me a weekend and play or, or self-care, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, you have to, you have to build these things in, build you a formula that mm-hmm. allows you to be persistent. It's just like meal prepping or working out or a gym membership. Most of us, if we pay in for something, we want to maximize it or use it. If you don't have a plan or somewhere to be a destination that you're trying to go, a clear path, clear vision, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's easier to have your spirit broken. But it's some flexors out there. Brother, but you, if you if you're moving, but if you're moving with another P of purpose, mm-hmm. you're not going to be afraid to take a break because you know you're on purpose. Yeah, and yeah. your your planning, your preparation is informing all of that. So wait, 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 real quick, because you know, usually Doc be the one to say something real insightful first, because he go first most of the time. But right now, you <laughs> just said something, and I'm gonna take a great minute to pause on it. Okay. You said as long as you're on purpose. Yeah. What what did you say? You said as, as long as you're on purpose, you're not fearful about taking a break. Because mm, you know okay, so look. So and I want to point out a difference because most people don't, you know, the, the difference of being on purpose and being on project. And we're so yeah. focused on being on project that we forget the purpose behind whatever it is that we're doing. Man. And there's a lot of internal disconnect. And I remember what it was uh, who said it. It was Gary V. He said, dwelling is the quickest way to fail again. Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of us, like I said, and I say this often, you know, most of this is just me talking to these gentlemen, trying to get personal advice. And, you know, I just felt <laughs> it was it was necessary to record and let anybody and everybody else hear it. Um, dwelling is the quickest way to fail again. And it's like, if we, you know, if we, our own project. We we own project and then we forget we persistent on the project and then it doesn't work. You know, the timeline throws off, you know, mm-hmm. all of these variables that can happen to throw it off. But then it kind of, you know, you kind of forget. It's like, OK, am I still on purpose? Mm-hmm. Am I still on what it is that I'm doing? Whereas like, hey, I'm trying to get this done and a misstep happens and it's like, you felt like it's you felt like it's a failure because this part of the process broke, but it's like you still you still got the parts to build this machine. You just gotta, you know, you you're gonna have to wait on this one other part, but you still got the pieces, you know, to keep going. And we don't yeah. often see that. 
But I just wanted to make sure that we didn't just gloss over this uh, this insightful point that you just threw out yeah, there man. of staying on purpose. Yeah. The, oh, man. man, I mean, that way it is. Well, that, See, the pop that's key, right? If, mm-hmm. if you if you say like, hey, man, I'm I'm losing weight, you know, I'm committed to losing weight. That doesn't mean that you never take a sip of liquor or taste a sweet dessert or enjoy some time lounging in a chair instead of jumping around like a banshee while Sean T is yelling commands at you. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Doc sweating every day. (laughs) You know why? You know why? But because it's a part of my process my plan and I'll be praying while I'm doing it. Help me, <laughs> help me finish. It look, look, look. Jesus, I keep fell me off. Nil. I fell I off been, my workout. There's been once, once I, or twice where I saw him extend his un his unchanging hand to me while uh, I was in the middle of the workout. I hey, ooh, I've been in the middle of my workout and that lady said uh 30 more and I was like well look I'm gonna do about 15 and I'm gonna get up out of here. Hey man, uh, <laughs> I've had I've had so many friends like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's on the it's on this app. You can go ahead, you can grab it, and then you can see the other workouts, and then they try it, and they like, uh, man, I made it about four minutes in there. Um, so you okay? Like, all right, so that's cool high, though, right? High, like the so whole thing is like, you but you start at a point, intensities. but then you but keep see, going, right? But you but, take but, your but, break and you keep but, going. You make it through that thirty minutes. It's only thirty so, minutes. But see. This is this is the part that I think people people get so discouraged. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing anything and you just did four minutes, you're four minutes better Brother. than you were before, right? Man. So if you're staying on purpose, the only thing you need to do is defeat yesterday. So Brother. I did four minutes today. I'm gonna give you six tomorrow. That shit adds up. Man, when I was at 294, you know, when I was sitting up at that weight. I, you know, I wasn't able to do jumping jacks. I wasn't able to really get down in a full push up. I, I was doing things and modifying. You just keep trying to keep moving. Keep going forward. You know what I'm saying? Oh, cut out some of the sugar. Try to do this. Switch to the sugar-free version. Do that. You know, start uh, and, and, and get engaged in a process of moving towards your goal so in a, having a plan and moving towards it that's important too but man look I, the cool thing about at least the way i did i've done my weight loss is that i had this app where i tracked it the entire time i used social media where i've captured it in terms of a uh, uh, film or uh you know footage of my pictures through the entire thing and so i can see the entire process and I'm operating in a data informed manner, right? So I can see the things that have kept me going forward and I can see the things that have made it difficult for me. I can see what I was eating and what I was weighing at certain times and certain times of the year, hint, hint, November and December, it, you know what? Really, October, right? Because it starts with look, the Halloween. It, look, candy. it's all it's fall. They hit you with the children it's the first. It's the fall. Once, once you start putting on extra clothes, like oh man, gonna throw some extra cheese on that. It's it, it all sort of goes together in in a general caloric 
density we, type we been, of way. But you got to know that. We're doing that year round because you got <laughs> holiday, summertime, everybody barbecuing. The best you can hope for is because it's summer, you're going to be more active and moving so you can, you know, kind of burn yeah. out. Because everybody be like, oh, I'm going to give them, you know, summer body ready. And then yeah, by, by around about May and June, you be like, look, they're going to get whatever they're going to get. That will. Let me tell you yeah. something. I just came back from vacation. And listen, vacation is one of the freest times people are going to be free because it's like, look, you're going to get what I got. I'm not finna, I'm not finna work. And you know how you know the richest people on the resort? Hey, they the most shamelessly fat people wearing a thong. And it, look, that bro, that dude that's there. Man, look, he, look he that man, there, he don't the man care. is he 300 and he's wearing a, he's wearing a large <laughs> shirt on purpose. He ain't, hey. he ain't. The pocket's fat, and so is he. Yeah, and 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 when you see the pretty girls on Instagram posting their girls trip and their other pictures where they get all right, dog, let's get it back. He's on the board. other half Let's get it back on board. <laughs> dog, let's get it back on board. This is no. not the after show. Get no, it back that's on right. No, board. no, let's actually get right back this because it. But but actually, no, it does. It, it does plug me into something that is really important, and that's the realities. Right. And, and and when I was talking about a data informed process and talking about, hey, I want to be able to look back and see what I did and be able to um, use that information to help me decide what I'm going to do going forward. That's important with everything, because all of it is surrounded about by the realities. Right. If you don't have the money to pay for a trip, but you really want to go on it. Somebody's going to have to pay for it for you. If you don't want to eat the way that you um, are supposed to eat. It's probably going to impact you on the scale and you're going to be dissatisfied with the results, right? Each one of the things, the the benefits, the costs, you have to be able to weigh them. And the more that you become comfortable with the information, the more that you understand, okay, I'm trying to move in a general direction, the more that you stop white knuckling life, right? That you stop getting in a position where you feel like, oh my God, I can't take breaks, I can't stop. I got to keep my head. I got to keep my hand on that plow and hold on. Right. If if you feel like that is because you're not really living it. You see what I mean? You haven't you haven't regimented to a point where it's something that's going to be sustainable for you. And that's that's a that can be difficult because then you start going through ebbs and flows where it's like I'm super committed. And then, you know. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I don't want anything to do with that. And then you just pick right? it back up. I struggle with that too, right? Thank you, Doc. Stop talking to me. Hey, man, I'm a, I'm a pr- stop I'm a talking pr- to me. Talk to the people, Doc. Don't talk directly to me. This ain't for me. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Some, sometimes that word just it in there, yeah, but it, it, it is what it is, man. We it's all struggle you. with that, I think, right? I move, to some I degree. That we, uh, that we add a new, a new, uh, school of thought you know we got the humanities mm-hmm. but i think we should also add in now the realities Man. Uh, because i think a lot of what everything else is based in is <laughs> to rhyme i would say fallacies but more like fantasies and fallacies yeah. mixed together where it's you know it's what you think but the realities of it is you going to need a break yeah you right. can be persistent with breaks and you can yeah. be persistent with scheduled breaks well, right. define so just simply define the word. I think we we often use words without without even thinking about the connotation, the denotation of, of what they really mean and why we use them. So the very 
the very tone and inflection of the word persistence is about not quitting or giving up. It's not about not taking a pause or taking a beat if you need one. It's about not quitting. You may have to pivot or deviate from the original path that you chose. But again, going back, if you're on purpose, persistence is your best friend because over time you get smarter. You get what Doc said. You have more data informed decisions. And so the work should become less difficult over time and you should become more efficient. So, you know, definition from Oxford languages, AKA I just Googled it. Persistence is a noun firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Mm. I like the fact that the definition includes Mm -hmm. in spite of difficulty or opposition for the simple fact that that means when that happens, Uh you're allowed to take that break. You're allowed to game plan. It's just like a football game. It's just like a sporting event. You can be down at halftime and you take that Mm -hmm. break at halftime. You take those timeouts and adjust and you go back in the game and you, you have your outcomes. I like the fact that it it literally it specifically says in spite of difficulties or oppositions, whereas, you know, the analogy of sports, mm-hmm. they take their breaks. Brother, it, a boxing, you know, a bo- boxing is 10 rounds. You think somebody can stand there for the <laughs> amount of time of 10, 10 rounds with no breaks and just get punched in the head? No, Come no. on, man. They take breaks in the round. They have to. They agree to breaks. I, mean, I right. watch fight. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold you. You're yes, going to hold me. You're going to hold you. I'm not going to fight you. We're going to sit here for We're going to dance around for a bit. Now, but then when we get it, when I get my win, I'm going to go. But that, it, they they haven't ceased fighting. They are persistent in fighting this resistance the entire time. But like, even in the madness, there's still rest. Mm. And, and when you mm. can rest in the madness. Mm. Well, they, that, that's when you're starting to that's when you're starting to show some level of mastery. Mm. If you watch Floyd Mayweather in the ring, mm. I mean, the brother floats, right? He's not as fast as he used to be when he was younger, but his level of experience as Destrian spoke to um, earlier and your understanding because of the information that you've experienced and now you can process it differently because you are better equipped now because of that experience. Uh, now, now you in there with people who are great and you make them look average. Man, so it's crazy you bring him up. I was having a conversation with one of my boys a couple of days ago and we were talking about, he, he, he called me about something and he calls me to make it make sense person. Like, bro, make it make sense. And so I told him, I use Floyd as a, as an example. It's not that he can't knock people out. I mean, earlier in his career, he would just go out there and put some on you. Right. But see, I think he was dating the sport of boxing at that point. He was simply dating the sport. He's going out there and make money do his thing or whatever. When he decided to marry the sport and he said, I'm going to do this long term, that's when you saw the mastery. I can get the same outcome and avoid all this punishment. I'm going to make better informed decisions. And then you look at him going from a slugger to a defensive fighter who's become one of the richest athletes and smartest businessmen that we know, but it was because he went from 
dating. He was dating his purpose from trying to be the greatest fighter of all time. But then he married his purpose. And so despite what other people said, whatever they did, hey, you don't fight like you used to. It doesn't matter. I am undefeated and my outcomes are the same. And, and, and it's interesting that you about smarter, not harder. Oh, yeah. When you talk about like, oh, what, what is it he preserving? It's not like he was getting hit in the face, really. He's preserving his hands. So he's he's hitting you with punches where he's not trying to knock you out. He's making sure he's not hitting hitting you in the top of his head. When you see when you see he's seen what's happened to the greats. He's seen what's happened to the greats, and you know that's an informed decision of I'm not I'm 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 trying my best not to end up in that position. Oh, he he won't he doesn't put himself in positions like that, even when he's in the midst mm-hmm. of, of the of the fire and flame. It's very rare to see him get his square. And and I, I think that's the thing when you start to understand what it is that you do as you know a business, as a as a career, as a physical discipline, as a martial art, singing, whatever it is that you do. So when you start to understand it so well that you can you can riff off of it and do different things and make other folks look and wonder like wow and people who are good at it will look at you and say wow you're doing something different. You owe it to yourself now to be able to to fully express that, right? And so that takes a little bit of organization. And and if you express it very well, a lot of times what it is that you're very good at, I don't care if it's shining shoes, you can probably monetize and you can probably make a living off of it, but you got to be disciplined about what it is that you're doing. And you have to uh, you have to understand the business and you have to build in efficiencies and do better and better over time to make your life more comfortable and more bearable because you're not going to be able to wake up every day in war. Right. Even if you're great and skilled at it, a great boxer spars, he trains, but he ain't fighting every day, you know, and you shouldn't have to fight every day right <laughs> that i think in, in, in and i think in the life of sometimes small business owners or people who are trying to gig or people who are trying to build up for themselves or even people who are just trying to exercise and improve their physicality they put themselves in places where they just you know under the gun under the fire all the time and never get a break and it's unsustainable and, and so you have to be realistic about all of the processes that, that you're governing yourself by, because at the end of the day, I'm going to say it at least once this time. Hey, people are more important than things. And we have these desires. Yeah. We have these things. <laughs> that it's was- been a mighty long time since we've heard the word. And it's back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's only been about 17 years since you heard it. But hey, man, are more important and, than things. And you're the person at the center of that process. Right. So you have to you have to acknowledge your, those needs and be realistic about it. So, I mean, I, again, I think that. I think that is. As important as it is to be successful and to overcome obstacles, I think it's also equally important to protect yourself. And when you really think about what protection is, is having the awareness to take that break, especially for. Um, you you just talked about business owners. I mean, I think that, it, and I, I know you're not making it exclusive to them, but I think about students yeah. and the pressures that come with that. I think about, I watch my kids sometimes. 
I watch how he tries to impress me or he tries to impress his mom. And I'm trying to instill in him, yeah, you know, I want you to work hard and I want you to give your best effort. But I literally have to walk over to him sometimes and say, Dallas, it's cool, man. Just just take a break. It's not going it's it, it's not going anywhere. It's gonna be here for you. And what's what's real quick, you know, was something that I feel like as adults that I, you know, y'all know I'm a child at heart, really. But I pay attention to them and I, you know, I I think with 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 children, especially small children, is they understand that time is fleecing. And we kind of we're kind of in this place where we know it, but we don't acknowledge it like that, where, you know, you know, you know, we've all we all got kids and we just, you know, think about the time of, you know, the time they've been on this earth so far. It ain't that long in perspective of, you know, the difference. And they and I feel like for them, they, you know, things like they just know, like, hold up, (laughs) I was just a baby. Now I'm, you know, now I'm this. And mm-hmm. mom and daddy old. Like I, I used to think 30 and 40 was old when I was a kid. Now I'm, you know, I'm 35 and I'm looking at like <laughs> I used to think 60 was old. <laughs> no, sir. Old is huh. old is a thing. It's a state of being and you don't have to be it. But now I want to come to y'all with the other side of it. Because we talked about persistence, and Doc, you made a great point about even in the madness still rest. You know, something in the Star Spangled Banner, which, you know, I don't really give a damn about that song, but I think they were shooting everybody and then they woke up and the flag was still there. They went to sleep. <laughs> they went to sleep in the war. <laughs> During war, somebody take somebody goes to sleep, somebody is on watch. While somebody's on watch, mm-hmm. somebody is resting. Even in the madness still rest. And as humans, specifically us, we kind of overlook that often. And DJ, you pointed that out where, you know, it's not even specifically just business owners, entrepreneurs, the working class, it's students, it's everybody where we're just, you know, it's 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 in us. Uh, but the next part is restarting after breaks and having the motivation mm-hmm. to continue. Because persistence is in spite of the difficulties, the oppositions, the obstacles, you still, you still continue. So and like we said, like I said at the beginning, it's often we get to this place where, you know, you hit that first obstacle, you hit that first failure within the process. And it's like, all right, well, I'm done then, because the whole thing, you know, and not knowing, OK, I'm still staying true to purpose. It's just I've hit a hiccup in the process or the project part of it. Yeah. So restarting after these breaks. Yeah, let me let me just start with Please. this because I think it's important to be careful. Yeah, we talk about the importance of taking breaks, but we are three gentlemen that are engaged in several different endeavors, work jobs, got kids, doing all of this and that, you know, all this, all this different stuff. That's not everybody, right? And and so there are people who are just getting started who have sort of a vision of where they want to go and they want to get going. And they're like, I don't want you thinking about the break first. I want you to give yourself the opportunity to build a habit, to build a positive habit going towards where it is you're trying to go. Right. And so I always say, give yourself at least three weeks if you can. To start it off, build a habit, right, of working out. That means you can't go 
bananas and, and do too much in that, you know, on any one of those days where you can't go those three weeks, but you want to be able to go three weeks. And that's not to say there's got to be every single day, you know, if it's working out maybe five days or six days a week or something like that, still build in a little bit of reasonable rest. But what I'm saying is when you start stopping early in the process, a lot of times like Bernie Mac said, when we break, we break like is you done, you know, all oh, you get, you know, you were tired and a little bit sore. And so you decided not to, do, to work out that next day. Here's the here's a funny little hint about being sore from working out. The cure for soreness when you're in a workout program is that next workout. Yep. And, and once you start, get, get through the warm up, you probably won't even be sore anymore. And then a few days later, you'll be less sore and three weeks out. You won't be sore at all. Right now, eventually you'll get tired somewhere. You'll have an injury or something like that. Last week, all last week, you didn't see a picture of me doing insanity once because I didn't. All I did was watch my diet and try to make sure that I kept that straight through that time. Right. But I didn't work out because my shoulder hurt and I didn't want to Ooh, in, you know, further inflame it. Real quick, Doc, because you just pointed yeah. out something, because in terms of what DJ said about staying on purpose and not on project within your process and your projects, you had multiple things like I've got a diet and I'm working out. But because mm -hmm. you, you because because you couldn't do one part of the process, you didn't stop the whole thing. You still mm -hmm. stayed true to that that specific. Like, okay, I'm not working out this week because of an injury, but I'm still going to stay true to my diet. I just wanted to point mm -hmm. that little tidbit out because that part is that part is crucial in terms of being persistent. Where it's like, okay, typically when one part of it kind of breaks down, or we hit an obstacle in one part. You know, if I'm if I'm trying to build something and I got I run into, you know, I can't get the materials right now because it's on back order. Then I just stop the whole thing versus mm -hmm. like, OK, well, let me go ahead and continue fabricating the other pieces that I have the materials for. And we'll just add that when we can. We slightly modify. We slightly adjust. But I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. No, man, I think it's important to recognize that that your process has to have multiple paths to where you're going. You're going to have to pull different levers and sometimes you're going to have to pull one a little harder than the other, at, at, you know, at different times. That's the way that it, it works. You got your diet and, and exercise and, I, you know, people like, oh, well, you exercise to lose weight. Not really, man. You have to really exercise a lot. To uh to, you know, outdo a bad diet. Same way, you know, if you're a poor uh, spender where you're spending more than you, than uh, what you're making, right? Guess what? It's going to be very difficult for you to save and invest. It's just real tough to get over those types of habits. So when we start talking about building a habit towards being persistent, yeah, there's some it's important that you start adhering at the beginning that you start to see some results that you fully engage and commit to the process. Right. And when you commit to the process again, that doesn't mean that it's, uh, you know, unrelenting and you don't have any breaks at all. But even when you have the break, you're still committed to the process in a business. You're going to have a hiccup. You'll have slow times a year. You know, if you own an ice cream stand, it's probably pretty slow in the wintertime. Right. And that's, you know, that's it's not what you do. What do you do? You focus on what it is that you can control, how well you're able to supply those needs during the times when everybody's sweating and begging for ice cream so you bring up you bring up another good point uh because i'm in new york and there's a uh italian ice spot and dj probably sees this too in philly um you know the philly delaware area where there's an italian ice spot and all of them it's a chain um 
Readers. Ralphs. Well, yeah, there's readers up here. We got Ralphs. I ain't going to say it out loud because they might, you know, people might, you know, they might riot because I, I can't say they're the same thing because, you know, <laughs> people will be like, oh, hold on, sir. They're right. The same. Wait a but, you know, they're both they're both engaged in the same industry. Yeah. Uh, but Ralph's all of the Ralph's franchises closed down. Probably right around about October, November, if I'm not mistaken, and they won't open back up until, you know, after May, which is what's May. Um was it Memorial like, Day? Memorial Day. Yeah, like yeah. they open up right right around Memorial Day. So like they shut down in the whole winter. And DJ, you might remember this. Uh while we was at Tuskegee, a lot of businesses in Auburn that had predominantly student uh based uh staff, employees, they were yeah. shut down when school was out or they would yeah. modify their schedules. And I think as you know, as business owners, a lot of people don't even, you know take into consideration those type deals so that things like breaks can happen in the persistence where it's like, okay, really understanding your industry and knowing, you know, if breaks are available, uh, I got, I've got some friends in the, uh, in the automotive industry work for Hyundai, Toyota, BMW companies like that, where it's like they shut their factories down for, you know, inspections, maintenance, overall rest, things of that nature. The amusement parks, they close those rides every so often. If if nothing happens, ain't nobody complained, ain't nothing happened to it. They still going to shut their ride down every couple of weeks just for basic maintenance, basic, you know, look over. Your car, every 3,000 miles, you're supposed to take it to get that oil change. Every, mm-hmm. every 10,000, you're supposed to get that tune-up. There are bricks built into things in our lives that we don't really look at. And we don't do it for ourselves. That's the yeah. point that I'm really trying to make, I guess. You know, yeah. in a long, in a long, short kind of way. Right. So so, so two things I follow up. I follow up with two things. They build, they build that in because you don't want what we call a single point of failure. Right. Mm-hmm. So without the break, you expose yourself to a single point of failure. Even the ability to reevaluate your business, right? One of my one of my biggest philosophies is if I need to wake up and think about how I'm going to put myself out of business because somebody else is doing the same thing. So if I'm always in the business, always working on the business and not thinking about it, not taking those necessary moments of reflection, it's likely I'm going to get fixated on the ways that I have done it. And someone else is working on being innovative enough to be a second or third mover. They're going to come and put me out of the market. That's number one. Number two, you asked about the restart. See, sometimes it's not just, it's the framing of it. Yeah, you're restarting, but it's a continuation, right? So it's not necessarily that, you know, uh, we got to, you got to pick all this momentum back up, but in order to restart, at least I think effectively, you got to have, this is where your circle of influence or your sphere of influence comes into play. I'm going to get a call from one of you if you haven't seen me do what I'm supposed to do or whatever deliverable we've talked about. And it has nothing to do with it impacts you or your business. None. Um, perfect example. A few weeks ago, I got a um, I got a gift in the mail. It was from um, he's the best man in my wedding. Now, he came to a uh, another business endeavor that I had with the, with our men's retreats. He was at our men's retreat and we talked about some goals for the rest of the year. This man sent me a um, a setup and I, I wish I could show it to you guys right now. He sent me a setup. It's called live broadcast microphone. 
And he said, this is as you take your podcast to the next level. I want you to have this for me because you're inspiring me to go follow more of the things that I want to do. Now, this is the best man in my wedding. One of the mm-hmm. best dudes I know, the man that went out and made, won't won't call his government out like that, but he's no, fine. You know, yeah, you know I know. Right, you know, but he also then, in part of the note, it was a challenge. He said, how close are you to being done with that book you're supposed to write? Man, ain't accountability saying? beautiful, man? Right, now he he buttered me up, gave me a nice gift. Oh, it's a part of persistence, bro. Slapped the hell out of me. That, look, said, that's hey. called that's called constructive criticism. Absolutely. Hey, and where yeah. it's just like, hey, you know, hey, you you doing okay? You all right? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. What about that book, man? <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's not you beating the man over the but head. I, what the, it is is you see the you see the book within him. Right, right. You, it like, ain't, look, I, it ain't I your homeboy that's gonna, been rapping for forty years, and you just like you ain't asking him where his mixtape at. You know, I ain't but, gonna ask you about your book if I ain't, if I don't think a book is within your abilities. Right, I'm look, not about, right, to, look. I'm not about <laughs> to do that to you. I'm not. Dog, about, oh, dog oh, trying to drop a rap album. Uh, right. <laughs> hey, look, I looked, <laughs> side note, I looked at a clip. <laughs> it was a clip from uh, <laughs> this guy uh, Lambo. He was on. He was saying, you know, when your when the beat. When the beat five with your homeboy, you know, he, he should he should basically quit. Uh-huh. And his homeboy played him a beat and he was just like, you know, yeah, that beat go crazy. And his homeboy was like, Yeah, you know, I did my did my thing. I was like, yeah, well, that beat go stupid, don't it? <laughs> you know, he, the homeboy kept trying to, you know, like, yeah, my verse though, you know what I'm saying? And I was saying he was like, he was like, Yeah, but and, and finally it's towards the end, he was finally towards the end of the clip, he was like, Yeah, but you know, you could you could take all your vocals off and then just resell <laughs> that beat and just sell it like a gently used beat. <laughs> <laughs> and, but to to your point, Doc, is you you know when you see it in other people, yeah. and that's part of the persistence itself is surrounding your people that will hold you accountable to your yeah, goals. That's it. To where when you do take these breaks, and oftentimes, and even then, let's also let's also acknowledge the fact that some of these breaks can feel real good. Yeah, yeah. It don't even yeah. have to be. It don't like, even have to be the obstacle or the yeah. or whatever it is to stop you from it. It can but, also be a this break just could, feel good, but it could it's the it might be the fuel that you need to finish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's it's so crazy. You do your better work when your energy is good. Well, at least I do my mm-hmm. I do my best work when when, the, when my energy is good. When I'm and and I've learned to do this in corporate. I had a call today with my uh, my managing director. She said, she said, Destrian, if you uh if you need to go, that's fine. You don't you don't sound like you typically sound. I said, I'm I'm just kind of tired, had a lot of events, been traveling a lot, this, that, and the third. She said, Well, take the day if you need the day. I said, Well, now I got some stuff I gotta do. She said, it'll be there though. And and we can reschedule this. I said, No, let's let's just get through it. We were probably 20 minutes into the call. And she basically told me, like, look, we we know you <laughs> like you don't have to you don't have to try to prove this like mm-hmm. warrior mentality to me. She was like, I I suffer from sinuses. I know you do, too. And uh, <coughs> and and um, you need to do what you need to do mm-hmm. for you. Right. That's pretty dope because a lot of people would be like, he ain't, if he ain't going to make this call, mm-hmm. he's not going to make it to work. When when someone has achieved a certain level of success, 
I think that they also know how to encourage people to get there as well. So because I think, unfortunately, she has learned a hard, the hard way that she needs to take breaks. She's trying to prevent those things from happening to the people that she manages. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a dope thing. But I also mm-hmm. think that extends to your friend group, too. Sometimes sometimes me and, me and AJ, you know, we have a, another business together. He may tell me, do not wake up and get on this call tomorrow. I'm not going to allow you to speak, even if you do. If I'm on vacation, he does the same thing. You I need a break. Need yeah, man. Yeah. I know you need rest. yeah. But all of that comes from just proper communication as well, because a lot of us do an amazing job at, you know, covering up what we need. Mm-hmm. Even even then, you know, even then, like you was like, hey, you don't really sound. You're like, you're like, no, you know, you know, I'm good, I'm good. You brush it off because yeah. we have this persistence. And I just want to say, you know, in terms of the uh, persistence definition, obstinate, because you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you know, I, I want to make sure everybody's on the same mm-hmm. level that I am. You know, they're gone. Doctors, them right. and, you know, all the doctors yeah. and well, well educated. You know, I'm. I'm 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 well educated. I've gone to college. I've gotten a you degree. are a Tuskegee man. Stop you, hey, look, my you brother. better you look better say this, it. You prestigious better. illustriousness. Oh, matter yeah. of fact, Doc. Side note: uh, Morehouse is playing Washington. Howard. Morehouse playing Howard up here in New York in September. I'm a, I'm aware. We'll, we'll all be at the game. You, you come up here. You, you come uh, up I'm here. A, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've 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 uh, I've bandied it about. It may very well be happening. Hey, you, you come up here and let me show you a good time for your school. Look at look at what you see. You see how the Tuskegee people get. They feel like they can do. We look. We you know what they look, you we, give them one look. They got one little shit. They, and they think listen, they can take listen, over the whole listen, world. Well, I swear to God, listen. Tuskegee folks, does. Ooh, ooh. it's been a. You them some airmen in a shed and you can't tell them a thing. Look, look, get, look, you give them more house folks a Martin Luther King and they don't know how to act. Oh no, no, we we do not. We do not. I will promise you that we will we will act the mess every single time. But you know what you as know we, what's cool about should. these, you know what's co- real cool about these networks, <laughs> these groups, these people that support one another, that give resources to one another, that help one another succeed, that continue to um feed knowledge to one another, is that 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 ecosystem, right? That whole thing is the embodiment of persistence. But you know what you else? See? I also think that in terms of these networks and these these groups and these um, I'll call them institutions based off the original definition of institutions is, you know, like centers uh, of exchange of knowledge Mm -hmm. and which is the definition of, you know, networking and things of that nature, because that's what happens once people are connected is we have yet to see the true fruits of our labors in terms of that. Like we, we like, you know. You got you got your friends and your colleagues and your associates that you know y'all either you know put each other on to something once or twice. You like, oh, okay, that's a valued asset. Cause you know, and then you see you see it once or twice or something happens, or you get invited to another event, or and you just get into a room that you're not you're not normally in or something mm-hmm. like that. You be like, okay. But if that happened that one time, woo-hoo, the power of persistence. Oh, yeah. We I mean, have that's... yet to really see what it is. And that real quick, because I wanted to throw out the definition of obstinate. Yeah. Because it said obstinate continuous despite or in mm. spite of uh, obstacles and uh, 
is stubbornly refusing to change one's opinion, a chosen course of action, despite attempts to persuade to persuade one to do so. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Les Brown said is an African proverb. If there is no enemy within the enemy outside can't hurt you. And one of the things when we talking about this persistence and these these breaks and obstacles, a lot of it comes from ourselves, much like, you know, one part of the process kind of breaks down or a, a delay comes about. And it's like you tell yourself, we might as well just stop here. It's Man. not worth it now. Or I Man. can't finish now. Or like in the workout analogies that you and Destrian alluded to, I couldn't do the whole 30 minutes. I could only do four. I might as well stop working out right now because it ain't worth it. Not realizing what well, you did for. Did you how many did you do the day before? None, Man. right? Right. Exactly. Persistence. Right. Is a process. Yeah. It, it, you know what? I, I think so many times we like looking, I love looking at before and after pictures. Right. I love those. Like you see a person and they're in super poor condition and then they fixed. It's the end. They look great. Right. I love to see. I, I love HGTV because it can uh, condense an entire uh, home renovation in the 30 minutes. I enjoy that. The house looks it's in shambles at the beginning. You look at it. People are stepping through the floor. Right. And then at the end, it's a, you know, a $450,000 house. And the people who reno- renovated it are, you know, making money off of it. And there's a family in it that gets to love it and everybody wins and it feels wonderful. And we hug each other. The credits roll. It's all wonderful. That's not life. Right. In real life, what happens is there's going to be difficulty along the way. It's going to be tough. They, you know, and then they, you know, they play some of that drama up even in the little 30 minute episode. Oh, well, let's be honest. I think I think we all get like caught into life. that though, because right? of because of what we're what yeah. we see. Yeah. Like some people, a lot of people may not know that it, you know, you can't renovate a house in a weekend, even though the show is called you know, renovate yeah. my house in a weekend. <laughs> it really took them four or five days, you know, right. Right. No, <laughs> things of that nature. Cause it, you know, and then right. even then it took it a perfect, a perfect example was, uh, uh, Usain Bolt fastest man in the world. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, a lot of people kind of just downplay it as, you know, Oh, you just run real quick. Yeah. Cause you know, the race is over in a few seconds, literally, right. but yep. it, he trained for years. And for yes. each race, he trains for months. To run all we see is the end product where it's like this man just ran from start to finish just yep. like that. Yeah. And we, and we neglect what, you know, yeah. the preparation, like DJ said, with the, with, 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 with the peas. The preparation is really where it's yeah. at. It's like, okay, so yeah. did you prepare breaks? Did you mm-hmm. prepare, you know, did you prepare all of these things that you need? And taught? Did you prepare for a failure in this part of the process? Did you prepare? Do you have an alternative? Do you have a plan B? Right. All of these what things I- are things that we kind of know, but we kind of neglect because we want it to go like a HGTV where it's like, I want right. to do that. I want to start working out today. And at the end of my workout, I want a six pack of abs. I need, right. you know, after every workout, you go over there, you just kind of, you kind of flex a little bit like, okay, all right, I don't see them. And yeah. some people don't see them and they say, well, it didn't work. Right. But some people see it and they can feel that something's there, lactic acid or whatever you want to call it. They feel that something happened. Yeah. And so they say, okay, let me do this again. Yeah. Okay, man, let I... me do this again. And let me do this again. And that's where the persistence comes in. You got to have 
just to put it on there, you got to have a little bit of, you got to have a little bit of faith. Now you ain't got to have a ton, right? They, they, all you all you need really is about how, how much you need, dog. About, that, about a mustard seed worth mm. of faith. Put that on right. some ribs. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, that mustard seed of faith um, is going to put you in a position where you believe enough in yourself to keep doing the things that are necessary to cultivate something to go cultivate that habit to cultivate results over time right because just like uh just like when you plant a seed itself right and it, it, it doesn't do anything i don't know if you did this experiment when you were a kid right where you you take a little seed and then you put it in a wet, wet paper towel inside a plastic oh. bag to germinate it and then there's a little bit of sprout but nothing happened. i remember when i got my first little seed and put it in there and i put it in the wet paper towel and i waited five minutes and I opened up the plastic bag and I was looking, oh, this ain't sprouting. This ain't working. No, you got to wait days for that. And then after you get the little sprout, you're so excited. And now the teacher says, well, yeah, let's bury it. And so now you're looking at a pot with dirt and you're watering dirt. If you aren't thinking about where it is you're trying to go, just feels like you're pouring water on dirt. Feels like you're clearing up and making sure there's no extra weeds that are growing around dirt if you aren't careful. But see, if you understand what it is that you are planting and what it is that you are growing, now you're cultivating something, right? So everybody else might look outside and they haven't seen you plant. So they just watching you water dirt. Hey, look at AJ. What are you, <laughs> what are you, man, what are you smoking? He out there, this man out here watering dirt he he looks like an idiot folks calling you crazy from the outside because they don't know what it is that you're doing but you know mm. you know what you planted they don't know what you planted mm. they can't see mm. what you're doing but you're doing it you know precisely what's going on and you're engaged in this process and you're persistent in this process and if it rains well you ain't got water but the next day you got a weed right if it's dry you got a water maybe you got a still weed but you're engaged in doing what's necessary and you start to eventually see a sprout and then you see some growth and then you see some fruit and then you start to take some harvests and you get good at it and then you end up in that interesting position that everybody who has home gardens ends up in where they have too much and they got to come over with a bushel of avocados and lemons. And, and now you have, look, 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 you dog, got you abundance. Like, you better say it. You got a You better say it. You can give. That's you can, what you can grow. You can freeze. You can put yourself in a position where you can eat when others can't. You can put yourself in a position where you can feed the neighborhood. But you had to cultivate something. You had to have faith in the process. You needed to be dedicated in it, and you had to be persistent in it. And you had to do things while other folks looked at you and maybe in some cases ridiculed you or at least didn't get what it is that you were doing. But you knew what you were doing. You stayed engaged and you stayed the course. So you two philosophers have brought out an amazing piece of this puzzle that I overlooked, honestly. And, you know, this is why the conversation has happened. Um, the patience aspect of persistence, patience within persistence, mm -hmm. because we, like you said, doc, and it has to be consistently 
reiterated is persistence does not equal relentlessness. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. an obstinate continuance despite obstacles. Meaning when things happen that should normally, you know, trip you up and possibly even stop you, you still continue. But the patience part of it. Yeah, man. The patience part of it. Being yeah. in something in persistence in our frame of mind, it is something that is constantly moving. But being able to understand duality and knowing that these two things can be present at once. You can be patient and persistence at the same time. Man, yes. That is mind-blowing. If you want an example, watch DJ Cooking Ribs. I was gonna say watch I was gonna say watch any old black man. They ain't in a uh, get you a retired New Balance Hawaii shirt wearing. Also, keep in mind that brother got a pistol under that. Before you get that crazy, that's <laughs> now what you what you what you call I'm just it, letting uh, you know. Champ, champ, yeah, damn. Oh yeah, champ. now he got a hook too. Now don't them, all them brothers could throw it. You know if he if he got on hey. barbecue shoes, them barbecue sandals, man. Don't he don't that, man. he don't punch. He sock you. Right. He gonna, <laughs> he gonna sock. He gonna you. sock you. And he gonna and he gonna tell. He gonna go inside and he gonna tell Ruby that he had to knock you out for acting hey, like Ruby, you ain't got no not one of them young punks out, Ruby. Right, the boy got act like he ain't got no sense. I had Call to call the boys, Ruby had to knock a young punk out. Yeah. No. Yeah. Y'all go. Y'all ready to play some cards? Shoot, I done ran a Boston on that fool outside already. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so real quick, dog. Yeah. Um, all jokes aside, the, uh, the patience piece, like, yeah, man, we, so funny, funny, it works like this. AJ, when we started talking to people about trading and um, just like financial freedom, literacy or what have you, I should tell people we spell patience P-A-Y. <laughs> you seeing where I'm going. Right. Yeah, Go ahead and, and take them. So I feel like you you have to have that because things typically happen faster than we think. We just end up rushing the process. And you look back, and there were probably a series of events that you needed to have happen before you actually got there so you could know what to do with it. Part of that patience is to have the the persistence and the patience. You said those two things together. Putting those two things together, they allow you to be a complete person. Because as opposed to you just seeing one side of the trade, you're looking at both. I think it allows you to kind of grow into a better leader, especially if you're talking about business, being patient, staying in the lesson, not seeing it as a, a loss, um, understanding that you can have setbacks but you can learn from them. And then you may make connections and contacts and you start to build your team around you and you're able to be a lot more patient because now you're not the person that has to do everything. And I think that pressure sometimes creates the the impatience and the imbalance. But once you have the right people around you and the right process, the persistence part, that part is paid off. Now the patience part has to kick in where you now have to trust other people. 
with part of your idea, so to speak, in order to get it to where it ultimately is going to go. Like when, when we talk and we think about things, because we have three different perspectives, sometimes our conversations are much longer than what most people would have and, and, and want to, to talk through. Like when we actually are not on here and we're just talking, we may get on the phone and go for hours. It requires a certain level of patience. But what we take away from that and we go implement afterwards is more than is more valuable than what money can buy. And the tables and rooms that we've collectively been able to help each other get into because of the persistence and the patience to let the relationship develop, let that thing slow burn a little bit. Instead of just saying, hey, what do you have for me right now today? What can you do for me? It is crazy. It is P-A-Y. Y'all think, crazy y'all, y'all, think y'all, want, y'all think y'all want to see a, a black man own a credit union? <laughs> hey, man. And I think there's a certain level of patience now, that now, has man. to go into every big goal. It right? does. Yeah. You, you have to, you you have to be, you got to be patient without being complacent. You said, but you, you said, you, you said it. Patient, right? Even with HGTV, even though we see that those people have renovated a 55 million square foot home in, in, in one hour episode, possibly, we know that it took them literally weeks, if not months, to do Usually it. Months. And they've edited and condensed it down. Most of us know that. Some of us may get you know and, caught up in and, the illusion. And, and that's that's the thing when he was talking about reality before. The this realities. Is, this is HGTV. They have a commercial industrial crew out there working around the clock. So they're taking a they're taking a six month time frame and their condition. Hey, look, I've well, look, they, I've, they I've, got, go, I've I've gone down the rabbit hole of figuring them out for real. And Destrian, you might also know one or two of the people that have been on a couple of those shows. The truth about them. So you know, yeah. it's it just it's it's local contractors, and you know a lot of the stuff is. Not finished, not done, and you know that's part of the illusions. But that's right. what Doc brings like in. It's done. It exactly. Like it's done. But it's like Doc said, we got to really look into the realities of things and not just what we perceive to be, to be right. Exactly. It's like, hey, let me go. You know, I want to open a store. Okay, let me go buy this. I tell people all of the time now that you know, now that my wife and I are homeowners, and I don't really, I don't truly, really like to say that I'm a homeowner because I'm paying a mortgage. The bank come take this in any time if something happens. That's part of this process, right? I'm not a full owner. I'm, you know, I'm gaining piece by piece as I pay that that principal down. So, but despite all of that, I tell people all the time, they don't really put on TV. You know, we see house hunters, then people go, I got this budget. And they can just go look at three houses and they pick one and boom, got a house. This process ain't that easy. It's not that easy. Even if you got the money, cash. That nah, process don't happen just like that. And that's that's part of the realities that people have to understand is, instead of yeah. the fallacies and the fantasies that we're shown, right. believe, where it's like, okay, that just don't happen overnight. You want to open a store? You're not just going to go downtown, find the perfect spot. It's going to be within your budget. You won't open up, put your inventory in it and open up and people are going to be lined around the corner. That's not the realities of it. Nah. The realities is... Nope. You gonna take it's gonna take you months to get the approvals, the licenses, and all of that stuff. And then when you finally open, nobody may not even show up. People that you thought would show up may not even show up, and that's the realities of it. So how do you plan for that? How do you prepare for that? But not hope. 
one of the one of the sayings that I've always held strong to is my dad, and I know it's not his, but it's a oh, it's an old black saying. It's better to have and not need than need and not have, which basically says prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Sure. Where yeah. it's like, I know these these things are possible to happen in this process. Mm-hmm. So if they do arise, I got a contingency plan. What's Look, your man. contingency plan? 80, I got it ready. Over Wait. 80% of the small businesses that fail in this country fail because of cash flow issues. That's the major, that's the number one reason for dog most got, of the films. iconic talk. Y'all don't know. Hey, hey yeah. brother. They don't know nothing about that yet, dog. Hey, man. Know that, you know, we do know. We got to give a little flash to the future. But hey. the important, <laughs> but the important, the important thing life. about that is like, man, it's, this is about assessing and, and looking at the, the information that's out there to make it having real informed decision making. That's what getting to the realities is about. It's about knowing how long the process takes typically. And then building in the fact that there's probably going to be some contingencies, some stuff that happens that could potentially slow it down. You can't be Pollyanna about business or life or even your own physicality and working out like you don't have times where it's not going to go according to plan. And so what do you do? Do you just abandon the entire process? Do you just get to the place where you're just not even thinking about any of what it is that you said you wanted to accomplish because you reached that first hiccup. And I'm going to be honest, uh, uh, you know, I love the the promise and the way in which these new, these, these young, I'm a, I'm a college educator, right? I, I, I work at a university with kids and I see, um, you know, I see some of the brightest, most promising people out there, but I also see um, some questions when it comes to toughness and tenacity and grit. These are things that are cultivated and built over time. And I think sometimes a lot, you know, parents in an effort to try to keep kids comfortable and have them not go through what we went through, remove those obstacles from them and some opportunities to be persistent. And I know this is a whole other additional conversation in a whole nother direction that you could go. But my point is that like we cannot lose the toughness that we that you have to be able to maintain to operate in this competitive world and certainly in the business world right you have to be willing to engage and you have to be willing to overcome obstacles and when things get difficult and they will because anytime you're trying to do something that has any real value in it there's going to be some tough times and so what do you do in the tough times that's where your character is revealed. That's when you're going to show you've got the metal to keep going forward, to continue to uh, to be better, right? And show that you are worthy of the vision that you set forth for yourself. And so when we talk about faith, there's, there's faith, obviously, in the fact that you have something that, that can, can be successful and you have, maybe, you know, you believe in God and you know he's got a plan for you. But then there's also faith in yourself, right, to a certain degree. You have to be confident enough to say, I'm worthy of this effort and I'm going to continue to do it because I know I can get there. And, and all the things that I've done 
uh, you know, people were looking at me like, oh, man, getting a PhD is hard. Being black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu is hard. Losing 100 pounds hard. All these things, yes, they're hard, right? But a big part of the things that you do, it's got to be, hey, some level of belief that, hey, I can. And then your accountability partners, and whether it's pictures or conversations, whatever, you're worth it. Engage in it. Recognize that as big as your goal seems, you're big enough for it. Just break it down into those bite-sized steps and keep moving towards it. Stay persistent. And no matter what other people see, remember what's out there, but be attached to reality as you do it, right? Because you could be watering dirt if you didn't plant the seed, right? Yeah. You have to know what it is that's going on before you, if, right? That's a whole part of the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, Doc, I'll come behind you and I'll say this. We, we talked a lot about overcoming, you know, um, some of the challenges that come along with trying to be persistent, trying to stay patient, um, and, and creating a process and finding our way. But I'd like to uh, to advise against this thing, too. Success can cause a lot of people to uh, to deviate and stop as well, because if you have not properly set the goal, you reach one small milestone and you could potentially sell yourself way short of yeah. what the ultimate end spot could be. So just because you've hit one milestone, you still need to remain diligent and persistent and really focus on what it is and challenge yourself to grow bigger and think bigger. Because I think sometimes we look up and we've experienced a small amount of success. And again, someone else was watching you and they were creating a plan off your plan. And they say, well, he stopped there. She stopped there. I'm going to go ahead and take it a step further. Like you have the ability to really push things through when you have that persistence and that patience. So I caution you on, you know, yes, please stop and celebrate those small victories, but mm-hmm. do not stop there. Create yeah. bigger and newer ones. Go ahead, AJ. As per usual, I, I drastically appreciate you gentlemen for embarking on this journey with me and having this conversation that we just so happen to record. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's for me. I'm selfish. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is strictly for me and for no one else but we recorded and i accidentally posted for the world to hear so that hopefully they can get something from it and hopefully somebody uh and 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 everybody did um there's there's there was a lot of points it, it it took a turn towards health for a while and even then you know in the in the grand scheme and the bigger picture of things when we're talking about being consistent with your breaks, it is part of your health, whether it be mental or physical or both spiritual, all three, just, you know, it is necessary. And we know that, but we often neglect that. So this is your reminder to take a break and a real one. Cause I'm, uh, I fall victim to myself where, you know, I'll take a day off, but I still check my emails I'll take a day off, but I'm still looking at the, you know, the work communications, whether it be Slack, Microsoft Teams, Rank Central, you know, all of the different apps that the companies have us on, you know. Patience, yeah. the power of patience within the process of persistence is 
paramount. It's a lot of peas, man. <laughs> I ain't pushing P, but what I am telling you is I'm pushing uh the the concept of being able to be patient within the process of persistence and also to take breaks because it is needed, um, it is warranted, and it's mandatory at this point. Yeah, man. I see too many of my my constituents burnt out on the sides, metaphorically, you know. Yeah, man. And 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 literally, where it's just like I see it. And part of the accountability that we hold amongst each uh, amongst each other is, hey, you look like you need a break. Yeah, I do it with DJ all the time. Hey, man, it's it's important, man. We're here to take care of each other, brother. Of course, that's what it is, man. Of we're, course, we're here to take we take because care look, of each other. It, because mean, it, it takes an outside perspective to even right. see. Like it takes somebody outside of you to look at you and say you look tired because you were so persistent that you didn't even have time to look in the mirror. Right. To see how tired you look, that somebody outside of you had to say, "Hey, yeah. you look tired." Yeah, and some right. of us will take it a certain kind of way, like, <laughs> "But it hey. looked you needed it." Well, and, and I think that's good that you that you can have people there that can can try to push you forward, hey. but also take care of you and show you that. Hey, you know, again, people are more important than things, and you are an important person, and you can't seed all of your your health and, and wellness and well-being to a goal because that goal is a thing right some of your friends and so you have to you, you have to take care nose. of yourself along the way man yeah some you of your friends like, won't tell you you got a boogie in your nose <laughs> and that's the truth of the matter Yes, the truth I, of the matter. And I know I have two gentlemen that'll let me know hey. immediately. Like, hey, hey, let brother. me tell you something. Yeah, before like, it gets slimy and start messing up with right. me, I'm gonna tell you, hey, Doc, hey, we you can't gotta, record. You got something yeah. you know. Listen, yes. ladies and gentlemen, we hope that uh <laughs> that something was 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 gained from this, like we said at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, to bread being bread being bread being broken and uh crumbs being dropped, and hopefully somebody can pick up something from it. So we hope you do. Uh, just reminders to have a contingency plan within your uh, your purpose. You know, this is your reminder here. If nobody else is telling you this, if we are your accountability, we take that very seriously. And we, 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 we relish in that position because it's for us as much as it is for you. Have a contingency plan. Plan your breaks. Persistence does not equal relentlessness it does mean obstinate continuance they sound like the same thing but they're not there is a duality within the process you can be patient and persistent at the same time doc and dj said it when you germinating seeds you got to be patient when you boiling water you got to be patient watching wet paint you got to be patient it'll happen and you know it'll happen you've seen it happen so just relish in the process. Be persistent. Take your breaks, but be persistent and understanding that part of being persistent means even when obstacles come, even when breaks are planned, you still continue on, on your path. Even in the madness, still rest is what we are claiming it on today. Even in the madness, still rest. Have a planter's Patience, and I say that as somebody who has uh, recently rekindled my uh, my love for home gardening and home farming. There is a patience that comes that is 
you know, I'm look, I'll be honest. I'm one of the ones that I'm gonna go to Home Depot and Lowe's and grab some of these plants that's already started, okay? Hey, I'm not mad. But you know, some look, some of some of my some of my more exotic uh fruits and vegetables, I will have to germinate the seeds. So there will be patience planned into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we appreciate every single one of you for joining us on this uh this journey. And uh, you know, we left y'all for a while with nothing. So hopefully this will suffice for our no- for you know for, for another unplanned or planned break within the persistence that is brethren. We are persistent in continually providing positive material for our people and our community and you know our constituents, our world, whatever you want to call it our ecosphere, whatever, put whatever name you want it. That's what, it, that's what we plan to do. Um, so we, we have, we, you know, we deliberately don't come out every Monday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday, because that's unrealistic in our worlds. And we, 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 we majored in the realisms over here, the realities. Mm. We, 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 we look, we went to school under the humanities and now we have uh, embraced a new school of thought brought to you by Dr. Lovey, which means he qualified to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> he can create a new school of thought. The realities. That's what we that's what we're dealing with over that's here. The realities. Is, that's what the accountabilities, is. the realities. We 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 dealing with the T's over here, okay? <laughs> all of them combined, okay? But we appreciate y'all. Um be engaged in your rest. Take an active approach to your rest within the process of you being persistent on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And we'll be here in this process. You know, even if you ain't got nothing new for you, you can revert back to a lot of our old episodes and it's still going to ring true. Did we do that deliberately? I don't know. We'll find out at the end of the next episode. With that being said, you can follow us on all social media at Brethren Pod, B-R-E-A-D-R-E-N-P-O-D. That's spelled bread, like bread, because we always about our bread and we always getting bread. You can follow Dr. Ajamu Loving at Dr. Ajamu Loving on all social media, Ajamu Loving on Money and You on on Facebook. You can follow Destrian Wells at at Empower, Engage, Execute on all social media. And you can follow me at the Brethren Pod. Every now and again, I'll tell y'all where y'all can also follow me at, at 248. Those are the numbers, MMBB. And we would just like to say that this episode has been brought to you by Econics. You'll find out more about that later. And also by LaFlight87. Go get you some. With that being said, gentlemen, cheers. I appreciate the conversation and knowledge being dropped. I love y'all. We love y'all. And there's nothing you can do about it. Hopefully, we'll see y'all persistently in the next episode. Listen.